benefits is the right word, but that when I'm preaching, we get to sing more. <laughs> when Bonnie's preaching, we don't get to sing as much. <laughs> but thank you guys. So I guess that's kind of a benefit, I guess, right? This morning, I want to talk to you about sudden strength. Thank you, Jessica. That is beautiful. Sudden strength. Has there ever been a time in your life um, where you felt like the enemy has been after you for, uh, for what seems like a long time, and things keep going wrong, and you're completely exhausted, and you're, you're so tired, you're so tired of being tired, you're just tired of it, Right? Um, a few months ago, I came across this prayer, or I call it, I use it as my meditation, actually, and I've shared with it with some of you before, but um, in a time, I'm not even sure right now what I was going through, but I know I was filled with anxiety, which I normally don't, I have a good control on that normally, but I read this prayer, and it just says, you just take time, you know, breathe in and out, I breathe, it's real short, breathe you in, Holy Spirit, you do that a few times, your strength comes suddenly, and your peace fills me completely. Not a little bit. I added this part, but completely. And I, apparently, I was needing peace. And so, and my memory is always bad, so I immediately wrote it down. I taped it in my truck. So every morning when I got in my truck, on my way to work, I would do this. And a lot of times that week, I would just, before I went into the house where I was working, I just did this for five or ten minutes. I guess sometimes too long because the people at the house would text me and say, we're here, you can come on in, you know. <laughs> so, but anyway, but this is something that just gave me that sudden strength that I needed doing this meditation. And today, I want to talk about sudden strength and how do you get the strength you need when you need it to make it through everything that you're facing is what I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to be reading from First uh, uh, Samuel, and we're going to be talking about David. Um, I, I always say when I start working on a message is that um, it's always for me. And by the end of this, you'll, you'll know it is always for me, right? But I'm just sharing, sharing it with you guys. And I know I've encouraged you before just to read the Bible and just to get in it, right? So a lot of us know about David and everything, but as I was uh, reading this story over again, I couldn't help myself but go back when he was a boy and then, there, and then to the end, you know, of his life. But um, may not sound exciting to some of you, but I just, like, got all in it the past couple of weeks and everything. So I, I would encourage you to do that. That is not in the notes. Okay, so in 1 Samuel 30... Um, David finds himself in a place where he was hit by the enemy that he didn't see coming. Ever happened to you guys? Being hit by the enemy you didn't see coming? Um, he's tired, he's depleted, and he has nothing left. He's exhausted. So before I actually read the text, I want to give you a little bit of backstory, like where we are in the life of David, if you know, if you know about David. Uh, David was anointed to be king when he was a 15-year-old boy. Uh, tending the sheep uh, in his father's field. Not long after that, um, he defeated Goliath. Goliath, everybody knows that, you know, boom, killed the big guy. That's, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, right? Uh, there's no uh, Bible of Marcia. What would it be, MLF version? Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so 
I need to stick to the notes. That's why it's all written down. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so he, after he defeated the Goliath, he lived as part of, of uh, King Saul's court. And that's where David became friends with the king's son, Jonathan. But then, as things happened, the king uh, began to get jealous of David and decided that he didn't want him around anymore. He wanted to kill him. So David had to flee into the wilderness, and eventually, running enough, David had gathered a small army of men that were protecting him, and they were going around and hiding in caves and running from Saul and his army. And it's getting more and more dangerous. So David and his men, they all settle, although the women, the wives, the children, and all the stuff to this town called Ziklag. Then David and his men flee to the enemy territory of the Philistines to work as mercenaries. Okay, so now we come to 1 Samuel chapter 30, and it says, Now when King David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive all the women and all who were in it, great and small. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And, w and when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire, their wives, sons, daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices, and they wept until they had no more strength to weep. And obviously David was greatly distressed. For the people, his people, his men, the men that were keeping him alive, were now talking about killing him, stoning him, because they were so grieved that their families and everything that they had were gone. So all this time, David has been running from Saul and living in the Philistine territory, and he finally returns home to see his family, and he finds that, and he finds that an enemy that he didn't see coming has burned their town down and taken his family. So you can imagine he was devastated, and so were his men. They were looking for someone to blame. Anybody like that? When something goes wrong, you're going to look for somebody to blame. And this is, we, all, we do this often when we find ourselves in despair. So at this point, David is all alone. Jonathan, his best friend, is not with him. His wives are not with him to encourage him. Samuel, the prophet's not there to remind him of the calling that's on his life. Um, everybody, every, everyone near and dear to him is gone and has his men, his own men, plotting, plotting to kill him. We're watching David in one of his lowest moments. He's tired. He's depleted. He's scared. What am I going to do now? Have you ever asked yourself, what in the world am I going to do now? It goes on to say at the end of verse 6 that David strengthened himself in the Lord. What do you do when you need sudden strength and no one's there to help you? Sometimes you have to strengthen yourself. I um, just, I do this often. I just like, we all know what strengthen means. So I go to the dictionary and you look up, you know, um, make strong, stronger, add strength, increase strength. And, but some of the ones that I found as I was going through is to fasten, to fortify, to shore up, 
to make stable or steady. And it reminded me a couple, uh, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, Christina was making a wedding cake for her, her nephew. Now, she makes cakes and some small three-tier things, but you're, we're talking a wedding cake, right? So you're talking a big and a lot of tiers, and it's heavy. And we could have, she could have made it. We could have delivered it out to the venue, stacked them all on top of each other like we did, and left. But if we didn't put... Uh, if we didn't make it stable, if we didn't stick those dowels in there and put the cakes on their separate cardboard thing to stack on top of each other, when we got back to the wedding and it was time for cake time, right, that cake would have, would have crumbled. It, it wouldn't have held up against the weight. So it, it had to be, had to be um, uh, we had to make it stable. We had, to make it, we had to make it steady with the tears. Here in this story, David is thinking everything's gone. My men there were with me are now against me. And sometimes it takes us getting to that kind of bottom place or that rock bottom place before we think, I can't do this on my own anymore, right? That cake couldn't hold itself up, right? It needed support. If anything's going to move forward, it's like you get to that point. If anything's going to move forward, God, <laughs> you're going to have to be the one to do it for me. Because I just can't do this anymore. And that's where we find David right now. I feel like I'm repeating myself, so there must be a reason for it. David was in a place of distress and discouragement. So what does he do next? He strengthens himself in the Lord. He, it's like you reach out for God's strength, so he fastens himself, right? And, and in my mind, when I was at, typing this out, it's like he's, he just hangs on, right? He's binding himself to uh, to the Lord, he looked up, looked up, fastens, and and it said that his word. Oh, I looked up the word fasten because I was on this roll of looking up stuff. Fasten means to tie fast, to bind bonds strongly. Um, and and I really went down some Hebrew Greek Greek stuff about string to um, adhesion. Uh, Something really, really strong. You want to bind yourself. Hang on. Hang on really, really tight. When we fasten ourselves, we're making ourselves stronger by attaching to another thing, right? So we made the cake stronger by attaching it to those dowels. And in this situation, God, uh, David was attaching himself to God. He was hanging on. He bound himself. I, in my mind, it's like he just, he was so tired, he was like, crawling right and 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 he was just crawling to Jesus' feet and he's just hanging on he's bounding on letting that strength come through him now i've gotten way ahead of myself that's all good um david was feeling like he had no strength all i can do right now is crawl on my hands and knees and attach myself to the source of my strength or his strength or our strength which is god so what happens is when we strengthen ourselves um, or fasten ourselves, adhere ourselves or bind ourselves to God, his strength, God's strength comes into us. So you got it? So you're in a place of, of despair. You, you've, like David and his men, they got there and they cried and cried. and Because they, they were expecting, they were coming back, right? He traveled around for 15 years, so they were coming back to see their family. Right? So you can imagine, I think it was like three days it took them to get to where they were going. And they get there, and the, and the, the city's burned down. And 
how disappointed you would be if everybody was gone. And, you know, and when you, have you ever cried like that? When you've cried so much, like you just, you can't, you cry and well, and there are no tears are coming out anymore. You don't have a voice and stuff like that. And you barely have enough strength. That's where I envisioned David was. He barely had enough strength to strengthen himself, to hang on, to bind himself to God, to get the strength that he needed to get. So God's strength, when we do that, when we bind ourselves to God that way, fasten ourselves to God that way, his strength comes into us. Our job is to get as close to God as we can, in any way, shape that we can, to fasten, attach uh, ourselves to him, to bind ourselves to him. And as we do that, God's going to, this is the best part, God's going to offer, he's going to send out, distribute his strength in our circumstances, his strength in our heart, his strength in our lives, his strength in our decisions. We don't really even have to be that strong, y'all. We just have to take the energy that we have, no matter how small it is, and just attach ourselves to God and feel his strength, strength overflowing in us. So often the discouragement comes because we're exhausted. And why are we exhausted? Because we're trying to figure out ourselves. I'm talking to myself. This is what I do this all the time. Our brain is spinning. Our heart is heavy. We're trying to find the answer. We're trying to find understanding. Why? I, can't, I don't even know how many times I've said, God, why? And the more we try to do that, guys, that can be the cue. That should be the ding, 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 ding moment, right? That to us, if you're exhausted and you're in turmoil because you can't figure out the right thing, um, you know, we've all been there, and maybe you're going through it right now, that can be the cue we need to stop the spinning, stop the searching. We need to stop trying to figure it out on our own. Again, again, I'm talking to myself. And the only thing that we need to do is to sit with, reach out, fasten, bind, whatever we need to do ourselves uh, to God, to bind ourselves to the strength to the, and the presence and the grace and the mercy of our loving God. And so the story goes on, and I'll make this, this part quick. Uh, David, he gathers every ounce of strength that he has left, and he uses that strength to seek God, to bind himself to God. When you're in, I just, I feel it so big just to hang on to him. Physically do your arms. For me, sometimes I have to, I can do it in my head, but if I, if I do something, my physical body does something. So when you need strength and you need to be bound to God, you need his strength, you just Go like this. I don't know if you saw me standing over here because I was starting to get the shakes because I was coming up here, and I just went like this. That's not normally how I stand. I was hanging on. I was hanging on, y'all. <laughs> but that's, that's what we have to do. So the story goes on. He um, gets every ounce of strength that he has left. He uses his strength to seek God and binds himself to him. And then David... He goes on, he, he uh, I'm just going to paraphrase everything now. He's going to um, 
He's going to talk to God. God, what do you, well, what do you want me to do? He says, uh, David, go after them. If they're alive, they're good, go. You're going to get everything back. Um, so God responds to David with a call to action. God said, pursue the enemy, David. They're not dead. Go and get them back. So I would say on tired legs, you know those guys were tired. David and his men set out to get back what was theirs, and they had to travel fast because they were having to catch up to the enemy. And the story goes on to tell us that they were so exhausted that 200 I don't know about how far, maybe halfway or something like that. 200 of his 600 bids said, we can't do it. We're so tired, we're going back home. So he had to continue on with 400. Because if you don't continue, if he didn't continue to fight, he was going to lose what was his, right? So even though maybe you lose some support, right, you still got to keep going and you still got to keep fighting if you're going to get what the enemy has taken from you. So when they, they finally made it there, and unfortunately, you know, now they're really, really tired. And it's not like they could just go up and say, hey, guys, you know, you stole our stuff. We want it back, right? No, they had to fight for 24 hours to get their stuff back, right? <laughs> but David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. Nothing was missing. Uh, no, uh, the, the wives, sons, daughters, spoils. We're going to talk about spoils because I like to talk about spoils. And everything that had had been taken. Every tiny little piece of jewelry that was stolen, David brought back all. David also captured all the flocks and herds. The people drove the livestock before him and said, this is David's spoil. When David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends and the elders of Judea, saying, there's a present. Here's a present for you from the spoils of the enemy of the Lord. Sometimes, Sometimes, some of the most defining moments, uh, some of the most defining moments in my life happened when I was tired, when I pushed through and came out the other side. And perhaps the biggest lesson that I've learned uh, over the many, many years I've had to learn is that tired is a part of it. Tired is a part of life. We have things to do and things we have to do. It's just, it's just part of it. So we've got to learn how to fight when we're tired like David did. Because if you wait until you feel 100%, you're never going to get back what the enemy has stolen from you. You guys, David was tired. Not 15 minutes tired. Not I stayed up too late on Instagram tired. That's what I do during the week. And then I have to get up and go to work. I mean, you need to know how to replumb a house with Peck's pipe, people. I'm going to do that, a whole house. I'm going to do that someday. Okay. Um, now you guys know our things. You don't need to buy an Amazon because we did for you, and we're going to check them out. And so, anyway, um, that's what I do. I'm not on Facebook, but I am on Instagram. Okay. So he was 15 years tired of fighting a physical battle against Saul and a mental battle against himself constantly wondering if God was really going to do what he said he was going to do or if Saul was going to eventually get him. There's a real enemy out there, and he wants you to be too tired to fight back for the things he's stolen from you. He wants to, you to give up on the calling that God has placed in your life. But we can't stop short of that victory. You know, we can live our lives because we know, we know we're, we are in. 
right? We know that. He, he can't get our salvation. We're in, right? But what he can do is he can take your peace. He can fill you with anxiety. He can fill you with all of this stuff. Although we're in and we know we're in and we're happy about it, it he's going to steal our peace from us. And that's not living the way God intended us to live. Not at all. We don't, we don't need to live that way. The great thing is we don't have to fight in our own power. Amen. When we strengthen ourselves in the Lord and go ahead and fight tired and push through those battles like David did, we're going to come away with spoils. Here's the spoils. I got on a kick of watching this year every Viking movie that I could get on everything, and Christina got tired of me calling her my lady. It, was, it just came, my lady, my lady. Arr. It got so bad. I wanted, I wanted a sword, you know, and I don't want to go to Muskogee and dress up. I don't want to do that. And that, whatever that is, medieval times, I don't want to do that. But I did want a sword. But, uh, but I, I think I'm over that. But spoils. Who doesn't like spoils, right? Um, but we're going to come away from spoils. When we push through our battles and stuff like that, we're going we're gonna to come away from spoils. And spoils take me to leftovers. And I love leftovers. Does anybody love leftovers? Yes. And you know what I'm happy about, especially that's something I really, really like? Christina doesn't like leftovers. I get them all. I think it's because I lived, I lived too long by myself where on Monday I would make a meal that would last me like uh, four or five days, and now we just eat it every day. I down at this, I had chicken chili like four times this week, and Christina was working. It works for me, you know. But I think that's where I got where I love. I love less leftovers. Okay. Uh, so when you fight for something in your life, using God's strength, I'm here to tell you, you can plan for leftovers. When you fight to get your peace back, you're going to have enough to share with those around you. When you feel your joy slipping away, and you're tired, but you take the time to write in your gratitude journal. I'm speaking to myself. Um, and you stay focused on the faithfulness of God. You better bet that you're going to have joy overflowing to the people around you. And what it is, it's contagious too. Because it's going to spill out of me and go to you and go to you and then go to you. And when you feel your confidence slipping away, but you fight back and you remind yourself who you are in Christ... You're going to look up to everyone around you, and everyone around you is going to be more confident to you guys. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. So how did David find this sudden strength? How did he strengthen himself from the Lord? Well, David, three things I'm going to pull out. He remembered God's love for him. Even in distress, and in bad times, he remembered God's love for him. David remembered God's promise and calling that was put on his life. And David remembered the things that God had already done for them. When, when you're at a low point, but you, we can always think back. you gotta, you got to go to the place and remind yourself how much God loves you. Remind yourself of the things that God did in the past. It may not look so good right now, but remember when he did this back then and when he did this back then. So this is a funny story time as I close, and I guess we can, someone can get the kids. That'll be great. So talking about sudden strength, 
So Monday night, last Monday night, I woke up. I'm a big nightmare person. So you can imagine on my Viking movies, when I was watching that, I was killing people and slashing throats. I mean, this was terrible in my dreams. <laughs> Whatever I watch, I mean, I'll watch the news, a Viking movie, and then something else, and then I just put it all together. You know, I have killed and saved so many people and, and woke myself up in, in a scare because I'm walking around Walmart naked. You know, it happens all the time. So I'm a big dreamer. So Monday night, here it was. We were in church in the dream. And the crazy thing is, is that I talk to myself in my dream. I'm sharing too much. I talk to myself like, Marsha, you know this is not real. But I'm, I'm in the middle of it. So um, Monday night, I wake up again, set up in bed. I'm sweating. What had happened was we were in church. It was Sunday. I knew the last song. I was waiting for the from Heidi to go up there, and I come up here, and I smile at you guys all confident, and then I look down on my papers, and there's nothing on them. Nothing was on here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world am I going to do? And, uh, and then I realized, oh, it's, 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 it was a dream. It was a dream. I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And then Thursday, I do my normal Thursday night thing with Christina in bed at night going, what was I thinking? I'm not qualified to get up there and speak. I'm not a speaker. I haven't been to the school to speak. I don't have anything to say. I don't have nothing I want to say. No one wants to hear anything that I have to say, right? I go through this host bill. She's just sitting over there smug with a smile on her face. And, and then I'm just, I'm not looking at her, but I'm just talking. And then I turn and look at her, and she smiles. She said, well, we're right on cue. This is where you normally are during the week before you preach. This is Thursday night. This is what happens, you know. I'm like, whatever. And so we laugh. We laugh, right? And then and we, we have had a bit, busy couple weeks. And then I already knew because when Bonnie asked, yes, I want to preach, I already have something, right? I'm like, why would I say something like that, you know, three weeks ago? But um, so Friday comes, and, and, you know, I already have stuff. I've been listening to stuff, and I've got stuff written down and stuff like that. And I didn't get to work on it as much Friday. Or I couldn't focus, you know. And then Saturday, we had a, another, my great-nephew, uh, they had another baby. And it was just, just a lot of craziness. And I had got, I had let, I was tired. I was exhausted, okay. I had been running, 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 just doing everything. But I had let the... Uh, enemy in my head and I was leaning on my own strength because it's the best right and I had worked myself in such I, I was telling Heidi this morning and Bonnie earlier on the phone I got on the computer I hadn't printed anything out I'm like oh this is stupid you know highlight it delete not save it and put it somewhere else oh delete that oh delete that delete that delete that and so when I print something off and then I read it, I thought, this is crap. It didn't even make No one could read this. It didn't even make sense. And I'm like, what in the world? And I worked myself up so much that uh, when Christina got home at midnight, I mean, it was, it was bad. It was bad, wasn't it? It was bad. Okay, so this is, this is what I did. We, we went to sleep. I won't even tell you the conversation in bed because it was bad. But um, um, maybe not that bad, but it wasn't good. So I was at a low point. I was at a low point, and then what I thought was, no, Marsha, you know what God gave you to share, right? And what I was doing Saturday is I was just trying to add all the stuff because it's got to be great. It's got to be awesome, blah, 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 right? 
And God is like, just share the little I gave you to share. Right? I gave it to you. It's going to be okay. I was working in my own strength when I was tired, and I was desperate. I was desperate. I mean, I even went and drank a light beer. I was so desperate, right, instead of a good one. Um, any, I can't bet. Should you say that up here? Probably not. Okay. But I did. I know. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, I, I got myself in bed. So I'm just, con- I'm not out loud, but I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. What is this message about? David needed sudden strength to go get what the enemy had taken from him. So the enemy had taken this message from me in my head. So I laid there, and I, my meditation, I just started breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. Deep breaths. I breathe you in, Holy Spirit. Your strength comes suddenly, and your peace fills me completely. So I did it once, and I was great. Uh Uh-uh. That was midnight when we went to bed. I fell asleep a little after one. Laying there, I breathe you in, Holy Spirit. Your strength comes suddenly, and your peace fills me completely. And this morning, I get up. Um, I go into the kitchen, get out the computer, because I know what I had there was not usable. And um, I did it for five minutes. I sat down. Type, 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 uh, 30 minutes later, Christina gets up. I'm at the end, so I just give her a thumbs up, like, not now. Don't talk yet. You know, let me got thumbs up, you know. But I, I brought myself of a place of, and I realized, you know, no one had stolen my family and stuff like that. But I'd worked myself up in a place to where, I mean, I had, I did, not only was I wasn't feeling the Holy Spirit, I didn't have any strength. I, did, I wished it was Monday. Why can't today be Monday and Sunday was over with? That's the kind of thing that was going on in my head. Absolutely no peace. But I think it's funny that that's what this message was about, was sudden strength. And by the time of the end of Saturday night, like that's the time. It needs to be printed and done so you can sleep the night before. I was having to do all the things that I had been thinking about to get myself back around to where I needed to be today and to share with you guys. So um, is we have some music or what are we going to do? I was going to, I'm going to run us through this meditation. So... Oh, well, I sent it that way. I don't know where I was going to share something else. But um, I want to go through this meditation with y'all before we do um, communion. Yeah, Pastor Hyde is going to do communion, and I'm going to help. You are going to do communion, yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll help out. Definitely you are. <laughs> don't put me back in that panic mode. <laughs> no. But anyway, but I hope, I hope that you remember that when you're, when you're at that place where you know, maybe you're not crying and you can't cry anymore, but when you're at that place of a desperation and you've been trying to do things on your own, 
that before you try to keep going and going and going, that something clicks in your head that this is the time to stop. This is the time to reach out to God's strength, to latch on, to, to physically latch on to Him. Bind yourself to Him so he, His strength can go to you. His peace can go to you. Whatever you need, He's going to give it to you. And it's, our, it's our time. It's our cue to latch on to that. So everybody stand with me, please. It's real simple meditation. If you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. If you don't want to close your eyes, that's okay too. Everybody take a deep breath. And while we're doing it, think about maybe what you might need strength for today. Some sudden strength to bring you today. I breathe you in, Holy Spirit. And your strength comes suddenly. And your peace fills me completely. Let's do that one more time. And say with me, if you can remember what I'm saying. I breathe you in, Holy Spirit. And your strength comes suddenly. And your peace fills me completely. It just makes me feel good just saying it here again. It just, it did, I guess because of practicing it over and over again. So now when something comes up like Saturday night, it immediately pops into my head. And immediately takes me to a place. Um, I see Kelly smiling because she meditates a lot. So she knows. It takes you to the place. It takes you to God's strength. And that it'll come suddenly when you need it. And your peace will fill you. Not a little bit. Not halfway. But it's going to fill you completely. <laughs>